0: Transpo, the travel inspiration podcast. Quick heads up, this week's episode is a little different. It's less of a story and more of a conversation between guest Sarah Murray, literature expert, anglophile, and hilarious star of episode seven, and me about how travel and places have shaped us and stayed with us. It was too good of a conversation not to share, so let us know how you experience places and your palm tree opinions. just saw my friends in Spain that I haven't seen for like eight or nine years oh man how was that it was amazing but it like almost brought me to tears it was so emotional in this way that I can't even explain like not like happy sad you know kindergarten emotions it's like you can't even put it in a a bucket because it was just so crazy to be like hey we were these people almost a decade ago and we got along and we hung out all the time and we meant a lot to each other and we've kept in touch, but it's just not the same. It's maybe like once a year, you know, that we once or twice where we email each other and yeah, um, they have a kid now and she's adorable. <gasps> yeah. and, and it's just like, I don't know, it was incredible to, to be with the same people in the same place, but a decade later. And I think that's the first time I've really felt that way because I honestly haven't returned to a place after so long. Mm -hmm. In my life, and especially a place that meant so much to me. So I think especially seeing them, I mean, returning to the place was important. I really like places, obviously, because I like to travel, they mean a lot to me, I see things, and I feel a lot of associations with places. but especially seeing those people that I care about and being similar people but very different people because so much of our lives have evolved in a decade but still caring for each other. It's almost mind-blowing that we're still the same. Yeah, A lot of parts of us are the same, and so that is really weird but in the best way. So just seeing people is so different because we can talk in the email and I still have that good feeling about them in my heart of like, oh, they're important to me. But when I saw them in person, it was just, like, my heart just, like, burst with joy, basically. I don't know how yeah. to even explain it.
1: I Yeah, I don't think it's something that you can communicate, I agree. But I can, like, I can get the essence of the fact that it was overwhelming and there was a lot of emotion to it. But, like, yeah, I don't think I've ever, re- I mean, I've returned to places in the sense that I return to people. I'm so glad that you were able to go back. I mean, you're
0: experiencing the city in a totally different part of your life. Yeah. How was that? It was incredible. It was like definitely the city has become more touristy. So I think at first Mm -hmm. I was a little bit annoyed by that. (laughs) Again, it's not like an encompassing feeling, but that's maybe the closest I can map it to. Mm -hmm. And that's just me being honest about like, oh, why are there so many people around? There's so many tourists, right? Like this isn't where I lived. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little shocking to me too, because it's definitely always been a big city, but it wasn't so touristy. It was a little bit less discovered when Mm -hmm. I lived there. And that was a little weird. But then I also realized, yeah, the city's changed, but I've changed too, right? You can't have these expectations of a city. Yeah. And like, you've changed a bunch, but then you expect a city to stay the same as impossible. Yeah. But there were some things that were exactly the same. Like we were renting bikes one day and biking around. And I was like, that graffiti is the same. <laughs> <laughs> Specific graffiti. Yeah, I was like, that's really actually impressive because it's been a long time. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely amazing to return, and I still really love Valencia. So part of me wants to move to Spain, as I pretty much always have had that part of me but yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) like that's been there a long time yeah
0: maybe not the most logical part but there's a solid love for for that city and that place
1: maybe one day you'll get to live there again for at least a little while
0: yeah it would be cool it's easier said than done for sure because she'll move your whole life there
1: you said a really interesting phrase just now to move your whole life there and that was just like before I had gone to England I wouldn't have comprehended that phrase yeah because I guess I went to England and I didn't really think about like I don't know it was it's really strange like how I felt going over there how unprepared I was and my family we're not a traveling family no one goes anywhere like every one of my family members and we're massive everyone still lives in Los Angeles that's crazy that no one like we didn't we don't have anybody that just like moved to another state or anything like we're all (laughs) we're all here yeah um like we're we are hunkered down for the apocalypse. Like we are not going anywhere. So like to go from that to to England, like I don't I don't think I ever would have thought about that, like thought about it in those terms. I think I also took it a little less seriously than it actually was because I just didn't know how to take it seriously, right? Like I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Um and to like move and now that's something that I do get, like to move your whole life someplace. That's not something I would have understood several years back.
0: Yeah. And I think more than moving your stuff, like you're alluding to, it's more mentally moving your brain to that place and and (laughs) gotta move the brain yeah adjusting to life in a different place a very different place and there's goods and bads with that fast forward to now like a lot of my people from england are like here now
1: so it's it's convenient but it also feels like we brought a little bit like every one of us brought something of england back and like our experiences back right so like when we get together it's also like socially reconstructing the space you know but also like Mm -hmm. now we're in a new city usually because when i visit or when, whenever we're together, we're, we always are in a city that one of us isn't familiar with. So it's strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. It's, there's some things that are just really hard to describe, but they're powerful in you. And I think the collision of people and space and places is something that like blows my mind in a good way. I think of yeah. like, associating different people with different places and then just having all these emotions about different objects in the space. So like, I feel really strongly about these people. I care about them. And then I love this place, but now we're in a new place, so I feel these emotions of curiosity. I think that's what I like about traveling, too, is it's just kind of always a new situation that's fun to explore emotionally, mentally, and physically.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you, well, because
0: my thesis
1: slash published piece, or whatever you want to call it for one, place is a really big part of it. But also, so I'm a, I'm an editor, I'm an associate digital editor at Tale Review. And one of the things that really impacts me slash one of the things that I tend to write about a lot on my own, setting always plays a big part, like setting plays a big part in fairy tales anyway, um, which is I think one of the reasons why fairy tales have always like played a big part in my literary upbringing, I guess we'll call it, but I tend to write a lot with a very keen eye towards the setting and the place because of that relationship that I, like, now understand through travel, right? Like, yeah. it's one thing to think about places, someplace you've rooted down, right? Like, where we're brought up and stuff. Of course, that shapes who we are. But, like, I don't know. Travel, travel has given me at least traveling to england and then like going out of state for school and then going to and from visiting a lot of my people because i don't really have people in los angeles so in order to maintain my social relationships i need to go to them
0: or vice versa yeah
1: yeah vice versa and then also los angeles is just like a, it's a clusterfuck of traffic and like long freeways and just like terrible freeways it's just mm. so you're <laughs> traveling anyway over the whole city to like get to your person right and we count We count things in minutes, not miles here because (laughs) traffic is so big. Mm -hmm. But that's how I grew up. So space has always been like a weird, like I've always been really hyper aware of it. And I think that comes out a lot in my writing too. And in the writing that I'm obsessed with, like there's always the setting or the place or how that relationship with a person, that's something that I always grab onto.
0: That's a really interesting observation. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, I read a lot and I really liked fiction and fantasy places really resonate with me a lot and I think Mm -hmm. about that frequently some people places don't mean much like I met a guy once in college who was saying he was like yeah a place just doesn't mean anything to me like it's just a place and Uh, he might have been over exaggerating (laughs) right but it's like that kind of blows my mind right of like I'm certain there are people out there where they probably don't like traveling or it doesn't mean as much to them because if you're in your mind or like something about your body's makeup just doesn't feel something towards a place and places feel very similar and very neutral to you then Mm -hmm. you're having a very different experience than I'm having yeah I feel so much toward places and the ambiance of a place and the feeling of a place like I associate so many emotions with a place so I think that's why I love traveling I have a time time imagining it as neutral because even a place that I feel like okay about and I don't feel especially positive or negative about it still feels something towards it like I don't ever think it's truly neutral
1: no I don't think so so this reminds me of have you ever heard the term big house literature no
0: what's that okay Downton Abbey you know Downton
1: Abbey okay so Downton Abbey is a show where there are a ton of different people under this one roof and there's all sorts of relationships and things happening under this one roof right Now, if you translate that to books, right, so there was a tradition in British and like Anglo-Irish literature where the house or the estate or whatever it it was, was also kind of a character in the novel. And so you see a lot of this, you see a lot of these novels when you see the British gentry sort of dying. So like early 1900s, late 1800s, when you have the unrest between the Irish and the British, And like, Ireland's fighting for uh, independence, and they do that for a while. But the British gentry at that time is kind of like being pushed out. So there was a lot of, I guess, putting that to words, right? Putting that on paper when they were doing that. And this is a very simplified version of this. So the basics of it is that in these novels, the house or the estate, the way that they would describe it, um, you know, the house is, is dying or paint is peeling or the house is like vibrant and alive, right? Like it, the house mm-hmm. itself was almost like a character. And so... It just reminds me of that because, like, when you're traveling, like, the city itself is its own its own character, right? Like, it's, yes. it's got its own life. It's not only the people in it. Like, maybe that's what its heartbeat is, but it also has its own history, its own life and death, right? Like, it's got its own story.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. To me, at least. And I and that's, I think, where I, I'm really curious about how other people feel and if other people feel that way or if people who travel tend to feel that way and maybe people who don't like traveling as much maybe don't have as much of that identification with a city or with a place. Like they don't see it as important or as alive, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe as yeah. I do. I have a, sometimes I feel like a strange relationship with places because I'll just be, I don't know if you ever are like sitting in your day and you, you analyze your thoughts or kind of like what your brain is doing when you're not paying attention, right? your subconscious and what it's thinking about. Like maybe you're, you're listening to a song in your head, but it's not actually playing, but you know, you have this song in your head, Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like that. You're always thinking about 10 things at once. You're imagining things in your subconscious, even though you're not thinking about them in your conscious or talking about them consciously at the moment and when I'm sitting and kind of staring into space and analyzing that I'm frequently have just strange <laughs> like in my subconscious I'm always thinking of places and they'll be really random like not like oh this beautiful place I visited that's like absolutely gorgeous it'll be like oh this street that I went down a million times when I was in high school and I on my way to work I would always drive down this street and so like I just have this image burned in my head of that street <laughs> or like yeah. the same with Phoenix like there's there's corners of the city that like are burned in my brain and maybe because repetitively I was there or just because I have some strange emotional association with that place that I haven't examined but I just envision that place and it's just so burned in me and I think that's probably pretty weird but it also is something I've noticed and I'm like wow of course I love traveling or love places because I'm thinking about places unconsciously like I'm not trying to think about that right especially not like a weird street that outwardly or consciously I don't really know or have any like specific reason to to think about <laughs> but it just pops subconsciously up, yeah. is there yeah and so yeah. it's trippy but
1: <laughs> no I think this is this is something you and I connect with I think a place like it doesn't just shape you right like you you take it with you and yeah I don't know like I think anything part of your routine comes part of you anyway you're gonna absorb that and and then it's gonna translate into some other energy later like we're just one giant like shop but I feel the same way that was one of my big eye-opening revelations when I first started traveling was the fact that place meant so much to me because I really didn't understand how much it meant to me until I was moving From, like, puddle to puddle, you know? And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I get it. like (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, this is significant. It's not just, like, hey, we're going on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I think, like we were saying, when you're mentally committing to that place or living in a place is so different. Because I had traveled a decent amount, at least in the United States, as a kid. We would take Mm -hmm. road trips. But Mm -hmm. I associate those with vacation so when I first moved to a new place it's exciting because you feel like you're taking a vacation like even when I moved to Arizona I was like palm trees but then when you live in a place it's so different mentally because you live there right it's your life and so what's a fun destination for one person is now your home And that's a little trippy, too, of just mentally having a different mindset of, like, yeah, I still appreciate the more famous aspects of this place, but now I have these corners and these sections that are more mine and less the worlds. Yeah. So I know, have you heard my rant about palm trees? No, I haven't. I ranted
1: when we first went to Arizona, because everyone was just, every single person in our group was like palm trees. And I was just like, Ugh, palm trees. Well, you grew up with them. And the rest of us didn't. I grew up with them. But they're also the most useless tree. Like they do <laughs> not give you
0: any shade right that's true but they look cute <laughs> Oh my God. but we might be culturally told to feel that way right like i yeah. watched so many hollywood movies or television shows probably in my life and unknowingly was impressed upon me that palm trees equal sun and fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean they are in the sunny and fun places like yeah. a beach right but there's also one staring at me across the street and it's just like it's just so out of place <laughs> like there's no shade they're just they're
0: sticking up awkward little things and they're not even little they're big and like I just I don't know I'm feeling the shade in this conversation towards the palm trees
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) we'll
0: leave it there yeah rant for another day but palm trees I didn't know that actually I don't think you ever told me that so um I'm learning new things So I'm going to send you an essay from Colson Whitehead, who wrote this really cool, I think a New York Times essay many years ago now. It was after 9-11, and it was about New York City, but it's super fascinating. It's probably one of my favorite pieces of writing about travel, and it basically talks about topics that we were discussing basically talks about how each person creates a new york in their mind when they first arrive right it's such a big city and it's ever evolving and it's always changing but you have Mm -hmm. your version in your head of like what you first felt and what was your coffee shop right and then it became Mm -hmm. all these other things he puts it a hundred times more eloquently than i do (sighs) but I'll send you that piece because it's right. amazing and I think it'll resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah, so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Heather. Hey, trotters! Thanks for listening to Transpo, the travel inspiration podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. To support the pod and rock some swag while heading out on your next adventure, check out our new merch page at transpo.com slash merch. You can always get more of us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and transpo.com. Thanks for coming along for the journey.